0: This is the Build Our Future podcast. We shape our buildings. And afterwards, our building shape us. A window into the past, present, and future of the construction industry. There's still a, a lot of unlocked doors. Clarity with design. Craftsmanship with the build. There's still a lot to find out and do an invention. Collaboration for our future. You know, I don't think it's the end of the invention. The Build Our Future podcast with Raul
1: Faria. Let's build. Begins now.
0: Welcome to the Builder Future Podcast. Extremely happy today to have JT Grindheim all the way from Norway. He's here talking about some of his uh, tech solutions for efficient construction collaboration. Welcome to the show, JT.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Raoul.
0: Wonderful. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and where this uh, where this idea came about for Fond Construction.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm a project geek. I've been working in oil and gas for. 14 years as a yeah, in project management, always looking for the perfect project, lean work processes, effective collaboration, good communication, and of course, the zero fault tolerance. But then, about five years ago, I had a construction project, and I saw that my dream of the perfect project was far from the reality in construction. And no matter who I spoke about it, 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 it well, that's just how it is in construction. The easy, the easy communication part, you know, saying my shower is 90 by 90 centimeters. That one message never reached my plumber. So he had to redo tiling, <laughs> walls, everything three times because it was so hard. You know, it was a Chinese whisper game. Right. It was so frustrating. You know, my ass built is still a laminated 8-3 drawing, never valid.
0: Yep, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a common issue when uh, when we go through construction projects as well. Sometimes there's so many different, I guess, points of contact. Sometimes, so like you said, by the time you know, from from an owner's perspective, it goes to the project manager, to it goes to the admin to get the paperwork together, to go out to the subcontractors. Then it has to go out to your site supervisor. Then those subcontractors it has to go out to their employees. And then you got to coordinate it somehow on site
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and that's just reality so in my head i just said i have to tear down these silos i have to bring everyone together i need to have true collaboration i I saw that you're a big Mm -hmm. fan of collaboration on your on your webpage
0: yeah you know i've been in the industry now for well through university i worked in, in construction companies as well and honestly the best projects are all through collaboration right where all parties are talking all parties are engaged and it's not like oh you know it's not like a fight like he said she said whatever kind of thing right it's like everyone has to work together and and my most successful projects and actually the ones that i'm most happy to work on are those collaborative projects where you might say you want a 90 by 90 shower like you said earlier but sometimes there are site conditions there and you want to have your structural guy involved to be like hey but there's a beam coming through your plumbing pipes might not go through you don't want to find that out when you're trying to rough in the plumbing as an example
1: yeah but then it should be so easy easy to give this you know to communicate this it should be <laughs> my general idea was i want to build a platform to share information documentation drawings and communication so i want everyone if they're a sub if they're a gc everyone should be on one platform and to have everyone on one platform because you know construction isn't the most techie industry it needs to be super user friendly that was like my idea everyone on one platform and user friendly
0: you know what? I completely agree. Full disclosure, I actually just signed up with your platform, uh, you know, see how it's going. And, and right off the bat, I can say that the ease of use, the onboarding process is is pretty. Pretty simple, actually. Can you tell me a little bit about why that was more of a focus for you that, you know, that you wanted that ease of use? You wanted that cleanliness. Is it because you're from Norway and, you know, the concept out there that everything is clean lines, everything is neat and organized? <laughs>
1: It's a few things here, like one of my friends, he's got a PhD in user friendliness and IT. (laughs) So (laughs) so I brought him on board, you know, to help me design everything. And he he got it through really easy with me, you know, how, how important this is. And it's the cost issue, you know, if you have to stop production to train everyone, that's a huge cost for a GC or a sub. But right. working in oil with the uh, operator stations, you have the transmitters. So I worked a lot with human factors. So if a transmitter gives you an alarm, the operator needs to know where it is, what's going on, and needs to know what actions to take. So I, I worked on that for a long time. So it's it's all about the clarity of seeing this is the call to action. This is what I have to do. This is where I need to go without reading a manual. That That's like my general idea. And... In construction, like my project, this is five years ago, but still so many of the uh, people working on site there had their Nokia phones, uh, the 6510s. Ten- yep. So it's, how can you get them on board? Right. It needs to be easier than Facebook. That was like my idea, easier than Facebook.
0: Oh, that's a pretty interesting concept. I mean, you know, I've tackled a few project management solutions and, you know, they're they're the really robust systems out there that kind of give everything. But as you mentioned, the onboarding process is pretty steep. And sometimes I find the guys on site, they're so focused on their their work on site because there's so many moving parts that, you know, maybe they just don't have that capacity to take so much time to onboard unless, like you said, you stop the job site, you pull them off the job site, spend a couple of days with them training, and then they they get back into it. But in the real world, sometimes that's not as feasible, right?
1: yeah and if you're a sub, you go from contractor to contractor doing your job you can't learn all the systems the systems they're using if they're super complex
0: yeah no that that makes com- a complete sense so I mean you guys have been like you guys launched just a couple of years ago, obviously you know it took a little while to to get going. Tell me what the the um the reach and the feedback was like initially did you did you get some strong feedback right off the bat
1: yeah we talking to to the industry it was a lot a lot of things like we use emails, and maybe if you're advanced, you use a Dropbox. So everyone was like, well, it's a very good concept. So we got some major contracts really early on, like we launched in 2017. In 2018, we already had huge customers, especially in our local market. 2018, 19, we signed five of the top 10 home builders in Norway. We expanded internationally. We're now in North America, UK, and we see that the issues are global.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I've that's one thing I've realized too with the, with doing this show. You know, it's it's actually a global issue. It's not really like you know country specific or region specific.
1: No, you might have to change the wording. Like a change request might be a variation, or in or a punch item will be a, a snag in the UK, but. That's the only difference because it's always the same way of working, it's always the same issues, it's always it's always the same people. You meet a site worker, if it's in Canada or in Texas or in Norway or in London, they will have the same struggles, you know, looking for drawings and the problem to communicate to a peer or a superior. It will be really hard.
0: Makes sense. So when you first launched, what was the platform you initially launched with? Was it more focused on that site office communication and collaboration?
1: Yeah, it was. The first version was pretty much documents, drawings, and communication, you know, with images. So really ease of use was the focus back then as well, you know, taking a photo, report something. But of course, we have a user for, you know, that, and they, so users tells us what to develop. So I'm not sitting in my office trying to figure out what, what what do you need next. It's always feedback, and my users help me to make the functions even better. So we launch something to select selected group, and they will give us feedback. We will you know work on it, work on the feature, and they say, okay, now we, now this is good. Then we release it for everyone.
0: So how has it evolved since you you've launched? Like, what are some of the you know the new capabilities that you have now that you're currently offering?
1: Well, we started up pretty small, right? So we've kind of enriched those features. So documents now support more like forms, BIM, and they BIM capable. We have launched a uh, work specs, which is a kind of a checklist with loads of features within that. Actually, we launched some uh, augmented reality where you could, you know, scan the room with your phone, and you could put oh, pins on the wall to yeah. to report snags or punch points. We saw that that wasn't wasn't actually used. It was more like a,
0: a neat, handy feature kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So our biggest focus is digging deep into our core functionality, which is communication and the document sharing. That's like our core and we will stick to our core and we will integrate with systems that are better in financing and scheduling and be the best on site. You know, I have this vision to enable the site worker because everyone wants to do a good job, but the systems and the tools that we are giving them isn't actually made for them. So we are we're holding them back and we're making it hard for them to actually perform as they want to. So get, giving them them the latest information, giving them the ease of reporting, you know, just take a picture, you're finished. It, it's not a form you have to fill in with 20 required fields. And these, oh, after point number five, I don't, I don't want to do this.
0: I know after a 10, 12, 14 hour day. Yeah. You know, sometimes sitting down and having to do that on an app that you're still trying to learn is is always challenging, right?
1: Yeah. I have a vision that people will select uh off shelf tools that are specialized in their field and just integrate them.
0: Oh, into into your app kind of thing. So they all kind of work yeah, or into, kind of work seamlessly yeah, it, and together, right?
1: Yeah, if there's a CRM, ERP, financials, just integrate them and and don't don't select the system that tries to cover everything because then you'll be bad at everything or I always use sports analogies so if you're a striker, you shouldn't practice your tackles, but you should just practice scoring goals, right?
0: Well, they say a striker should still know a little bit of defense, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, I but, I know what you mean. you know, I think it goes to the analogy of of being a specialist in a certain field as opposed to what my parents always tell me never never try to be a jack of all trades and master of none because then yeah. you just know generally everything that's going on, but you, you know there's one thing that doesn't necessarily work one hundred percent, right? But it's interesting. I mean, you, you mentioned suppliers and subcontractors and stuff. Why was it important to have them included as part of your? I guess you could say a package, like say if a home builder signs up, the subcontractors and suppliers can sign on as well at no charge to them. Right? Like why was that important to you in terms of how you built out your, your platform?
1: I was digging deep into what makes a successful project. Like you said, it's so much, it's got so much to do with communication and collaboration and how do you get good collaboration? You have everyone collaborating. And true collaboration only happens if, we, if you allow everyone to contribute. And then you cannot put the thresholds on even like a nine ninety nine dollars fee per month per user. No, they won't spend that on an apprentice at the plumbers. So, And he might be the one who needs it the most. And one single mistake from that person can be, is this a good project or a poor project?
0: No, that's the, I, I'm 100%, I, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, but to switch gears a little bit, even though you guys are, as they say, young in the industry right now, you guys have won some some pretty significant awards, right? Like the you guys were finalists at the EG Tech Awards and you got the 2020's specialist mobile app. Like you guys won that one as well. A couple with the fact that you guys got a big seed funding. Like how has that helped you Gain that market visibility, not just in your in your local area, but also now a little bit more on a global platform, because it looks like you guys are expanding more and more.
1: Yeah. So the award thing is a wonderful pat on the shoulder. And it's also a good recognition. So you can, if you go to a customer in a new market and they say, Who are you? You're some crazy Norwegians. Last time we had you here is a thousand years ago. And then we can just, well, we are recognized by construction news by eg tech you know it's a proof of your product
0: yeah it's a bit of a credibility thing as well right
1: yeah it's a credibility yeah that's that's a good word
0: yeah yeah no and, and i think that helps when especially when you're trying to break into new markets like north america and stuff because sometimes i find the north american market can be especially in the us can be a little bit saturated with So many products out there that's kind of hard to find out exactly what's gonna work for you, right? So tell me about some of those challenges breaking into some of those other markets.
1: It is challenging, yes, but it's got so much to do, you know, with the people, the people you find. I know that my team could make billions selling sand in Sahara. They are just amazing. And if you give them a good product as well then it's then you have to just you just have to be a success and going back to your questions with the funds you know having big investors on board that gives you the capability to actually invest in these good people and find it takes time you know it takes effort to find good people but bringing together a very or extremely professionalized team and a good product And sticking with the niche that we found, you know, we're not doing skyscrapers in Manhattan, we are doing smaller projects, we're doing smaller things, we say it's horizontal construction, it's not the vertical. I think that, you know, sticking to that niche, because it's kind of an ignored part from the tech aspect, because everyone wants to build a system for the big, big, big project, because that's where the recognition is.
0: I can definitely attest to that. I mean, for me, because we are smaller my day job, as I like to say, I'm a smaller construction company and we do a lot of, like you say, in your words, the horizontal construction, right? We don't necessarily get into the high rise buildings and that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, interiors, renovations, that kind of stuff. And a lot of the platforms out there are geared for significantly larger projects with so many different things associated with it. And sometimes it's kind of hard to find something simple, that my guys can use, you know, because we don't need all of those other bells and whistles as of yet. Maybe the goal long term is to get there, right? But speaking of long term, I know you mentioned your vision kind of thing. Can you kind of share with me, you know, what you're kind of looking for in terms of the web, the app aspect with Fawn and, you know, where you see it going over the next 2, 5, 10, 15 years kind of thing? Like how obviously with the input from, from your customers, but where do you see it kind of evolving into?
1: The product for now, we're sticking with our focus. So, we are going to be best on user friendliness, pricing, documents, communication, checklist, you know, and the actual site need. We are going to continue supporting the site workers. We are not, for now, at least, not looking to clutter our system with too many functions. There is a need for a system like this, There there's a big need for more complex systems if you build a high rise, right? And I, I support them 100%, but in those projects you have more, you know, the team will stay on there for one, two, three years, but, you know, building a home, uh, the, the electrician, he, he might be there two, three days and he's off.
0: He's off to the next project. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you need something to go in there, or use it and go out. And jump out, yeah. We are sticking with that.
0: That's good. Now, have you, have you found that the platform is mainly being used by construction companies? What I'm really trying to find out is, is there a, an opportunity for, say, you know, an electrical company or a subcontractor that can use your system as well? Or, or do you find you're getting more of like a construction company who kind of brings on some of these subcontractors and suppliers?
1: yeah for for me, it might be a language thing, but construction is everything it's it's the it's the socket installation it's the kitchen it's it's everyone involved in the construction if you're a sub, you can use our system We have some of the biggest kitchen installment companies in Scandinavia using our system already also in the u k we have sprinkler inspectors in Colorado using our system Wow. So it's all about the site worker, you know, something with construction. And we, all, But we also see that project management is, is pretty general. So we actually have a sister company white labeling our system for docking and building ships.
0: Wow. Wow. And it, it's just like a sister company that is kind of using the same system, not the same system per se, but the same concept.
1: Yeah, same kind of, same kind of engine. The core code is being used by by another company for and a white label our system to to enable dark workers instead for for the same
0: collaboration needs right it sounds yeah yeah i guess you know it, it's interesting you were saying that that you went through it five years ago but you know even even now i find i think that's one of the biggest hurdles in our industry is is still bringing people on board because for whatever reason we're just so used to doing things a certain way and sometimes it's hard to kind of have that mental light bulb or mental switch to say, you know what, there's a better place, better way. I mean, Hey, I started my construction company cause I thought I could do it better. Right. I mean, it's just one of those. And, and I, sometimes I struggle with it too. Right. Cause I'm, I, I was thought with Excel, right. I was thought a certain way. And then it's not that I have to le- relearn a system it's just, it's just, that's how it's always worked. And, and you know, I, I found like, you know, there's an easier way with tech. You see so many other industries jumping on board with tech to ease their their, their workflow systems, right? And they they gain that time that you can't quantify doing paperwork.
1: Yeah. Change management is the, it, that's a whole, it's like magic. It's so hard. And if you master change management, then you can do whatever it's, I just heard from a friend of mine, he was a CDO of a really big company. And he said, Excel is going to disappear and we're going to use Power BI instead. And that just disrupts my entire, you know, I've been using Excel for 20 years, it's, <laughs> yep. it's, I can't wrap my head around it, but it probably will happen. But imagine running a project without emails. Right. But I know. You can do it, you can do it through phone. Yeah, you can do it through your phone, right? But it works. Yeah, I mean you can actually do it.
0: It's really interesting because you know, even me, I struggle with email sometimes because there's so many that come in. Sometimes it's nice just to have it in one spot per project so it's easier to find instead of going yeah. in your search bar and then trying to figure out exactly what's what, right?
1: Yeah, maybe one of her project managers quit and some vital information was stuck in his inbox and that information lost forever.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it's fascinating, but I, I, you know, I want to, I want to get back to that. And you talked about the vision at going for longer term, but more so I was curious about what do you see or how do you see the, this incorporation of technology in the construction industry? Do you, do you find that people are jumping on board if, if if there's an easy to use system or are you find they're still a little little bit skeptical at times
1: well it's a very good question because there's a lot of things going on at the same time you know the new generations they are more tech savvy but the the technology has never actually been there to make something as user-friendly as it is today it takes a lot of horsepower to make a good car so you need a very good core code to make it look it's the maturity of today's technology that makes it possible to make systems so user-friendly i think there's uh, a transition with the uh, you know the generations the technologies available and also you know only i saw some statistics from mckinsey that farming and hunting are the only industries less digital than construction. So it's I think also it's about time, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I definitely, definitely agree with you. I think it's about time. And I think you're right. I think as, you know, the newer generation gets into the workforce a little bit more and in the industry i think there will be more for push because they seem to pick it up much simpler much easier i mean i'm not an older older guy but i'm not young young either but sometimes i struggle learning a system right trying to figure out the ins and outs and then you i see some of my cousins who are much younger like 10 15 years younger and it's just you know it's simple it's simple it's just like what do you mean like my kid he's 22 months old he knows how to switch on my phone
1: (laughs) (laughs) right it's crazy yeah, you know what? My I taught my daughter play, to play Super Mario when she was 2 years old and she beat the hardest level. It's so, just so intuitive, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh I mean, you know, it's uh, JT it's fascinating, you know. I'm I'm so happy you came on board. It's nice to see some more focus on on site communication as opposed to always it being from the office down to the site instead of it being maybe the site back to the office.
1: Yeah, we, we always say that, you know, so many systems are built to display KPIs for the management. Yeah. But then you only display poor KPIs instead of, you know, enabling your workers to generate good KPIs.
0: I completely agree.
1: But yeah, and also I remember like 15 years ago when everyone thought that within two, three years, everyone will be using BIM and construction. Everyone, but all objects, everything will be registered in some database. You can just click a button in two years, and the and the buildings will just rise by themselves. But it's all about people.
0: Hey, you know what? I had a gentleman, Albert Mansour. He works with a BIM company out here called Planet Measuring. And he was on the show. He was one of, uh, I think it was episode seven six or seven something like that and they were talking about this concept that they would really love to do and they're trying to do it's like digitizing the built world so i mean eventually it almost sounds like that movie tron right everything is digital everything's like this 3d 3d kind of thing but you know i think that's the way of the future i think it will it will end up going there do you know what i mean it just takes time to to get back to that level
1: right it takes time you can't force it 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 needs to take time I, I love bim you know we are bim compatible we love we love bim the the visual aspect of it's just amazing but it's also the guy out there you know swinging his hammer we need to help him.
0: Well, it was awesome to have you on, JT, but, you know, if our listeners want to learn more about FON and if it's a system that that they could use for their workers to improve their, you know, construction collaboration, where can they go to find out more info? Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, thanks. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It was great meeting you. Anyone looking to be more productive, uh, go to Fawn F-O-N-N dot I-O, or reach out to me directly on JT at fon.io So that's F-O-N-N dot And I'm happy to meet up for a discussion.
0: And uh, you know what, it's my pleasure having you on board. I should give a shout out to Nate, who made the introduction as well to set this up. So Nate, uh, you know, he's doing a fantastic job out for you in, in North America, and I'm sure he's, he's pushing hard.
1: Yeah, he, Nate is a great guy yeah i i love having him on board you know that's why that's what i'm saying you know he could sell san and sahara
0: <laughs> you know finding those guys is always challenging but uh, but again this has been awesome jt thank you so much
1: thank you so much
0: now we're just about a half year's worth of episodes through and we wanted to take a little bit of a break reflect back on you know some of the feedback we've received and how we can improve but we've got so many more guests coming on board so many more episodes coming up and we're excited to get back to it in the meantime enjoy reflect back and see if some of these concepts and ideas from you know be it technology operation sustainability styles uh, have an impact on you and, and push with it the first half has been extremely fun talking to so many people and i'm excited to get back just remember this is the builder future podcast